We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. Good morning, I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood-Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Are we doing the show? <laughs> You're on, John. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was up here trying to warm myself <laughs> before the fire. Dude, if you jumping jacks, warming yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Trying to get the blood circulating here. Yes, this is Jolly John Lekomsky coming to you uh, uh, almost live <laughs> from Northfield, Minnesota. Is it really that bad, John? It's, it's, it's June 29th. It can't be that bad. Surely not. Surely not. You've obviously you've obviously never lived in Minnesota. <laughs> no, I can't say that I have. So so tell us, do you have air conditioning in your house there? Do you need air conditioning? Oh no, no, there's no need for air conditioning. <laughs> oh my goodness. It never gets it never gets above forty up here. <laughs> Oh man, the people the people in Northfield are going to give me so much trouble. <laughs> yes, yes, we do have air conditioning. Like I said, yeah. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, you should you should go to their chamber of commerce or something. They could hire you for tourism. You know, I mean, you're, you're really plugging this place well, John. Well, I, I tell you what, this is this is the only town I've ever lived in that smells good. <laughs> I mean, well, not that other towns smell bad, but this town actually, there's a Malta Mill factory here, and literally you walk outside and it's like there's cupcakes baking all around you. <laughs> we were talking about a picture of heaven last Saturday. This, this sounds pretty close. <laughs> it's pretty close. It's, it's nice. The weather's temperature is great. No humidity. And it smells, and like, it smells cupcakes like cupcakes 24 hours a day. Not bad. Boy, oh boy. But now but, I know but, why you retired there. <laughs> well, it is. Seriously, it's a great place. To spend the summers, but you don't want to be up here in the winters. Yeah. But but uh, you got me distracted because I have some really exciting news. Did you see this? Did you see this? Uh, what you probably what, what didn't. It? Okay. What, you, what? Well, well, see, here's the thing. I have okay. inside information about discoveries that are going on in the worlds of, of, of Bible manuscripts and stuff. Why am I not surprised? Well, I, I, you know, we haven't talked about this for years. I have a twin brother that works for the Biblical <laughs> Understanding Research Project. You yes, probably the, forgot about that. It's been the, so long that we talked about Professor Lukomsky. That's my the, twin brother. The, the, the Biblical Understanding, Understanding Research, Project. Research Project. I vaguely remember us talking about this, yes. And, and he just told me there is a new manuscript, because you know, they're constantly finding new manuscripts of the Bible, and he's found a, there's a variant now of the Pentecost story, which <gasps> we just had a few weeks ago. Well, if only I knew that before, <laughs> before I preached on Pentecost. Well, that's what I'm thinking, too, because it actually, I think, uh, the variant helps understand why there was such an upsurge of faith on that Pentecost day. You remember that? How, what, there sure, was like, yeah, how yes. many thousands of people yeah, that came? Incredible. Uh, um, 
And and so the variant really kind of can I read you the variant? Yeah, yeah. What's this the is, new insight? This is, this okay. is really starting. Okay, so it actually it it starts at ver- pretty much the, the the text is the same, the manuscript is the same, but in verse forty there's a there's a little diff- variant, a little difference. It says this, and with many other words, Peter bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, "And now you can eat all the bacon you want." So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. What, what, and what? now you can eat all the bacon hey, what, you... What, what? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. What's the Greek word for bacon you use there, John? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't... I'm sorry. I just have it. I don't have the actual text. The, the original text. Okay. My brother sent me a translation. There is another variant, by the way, that it says goes on to say, and now you can eat all the bacon, pork ribs, pork steaks... Uh, and sausage you want, but we think that probably was an, 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 an elucidation by the scribe. That sounds like a later that's edition. Probably, that's right. Some scribe got so excited, he added all that stuff in there. I'm glad to hear they but have pork the, steaks in the ancient world, though. That warms my heart. <laughs> Not here at Northfield, by the way. <laughs> I know. That's, that's, that's <laughs> Nothing's going to warm your heart here. But anyway, so I thought I, I, my brother shared that with me. I thought I need to let people know that that's the that's a new manuscript they found from and from Professor Lukomsky. So many people joined yes. the church right there that day. Well, and who could blame them? <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, now you can eat all the bacon you want. Professor Lukomsky so, and the good people at Burp. Oh no, it's the Biblical Understanding Research Project. Okay, sorry. We try to not use. We try to avoid using the acronym for that particular <laughs> organization. So, all right, this is enough. You know We've had two. When you hear it? <laughs> Don't we have the foolishness thing? Oh, yeah. Get the foolishness right, thing. Now, there's no time for foolishness. <laughs> there we go. That's for sure. So, what did you want to do on a more serious level? Well, good. From the accepted manuscripts of the sure. <laughs> A little more widely accepted, since it's in the New Testament canon and all. But I thought we could look a little bit at uh, a letter, one of the letters, one of the epistles of uh, the Apostle Paul. So when when we look at his different... So Genesis? No, that's not No, 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 the other (laughs) other of the Bible. Let's see. uh, Well, you retire and... (laughs) uh, Matthew? Uh, so, so, so this is one that's written to not a, not a city, but a person. So this is, okay. we're going to look at Second Timothy, Second Timothy. So, all right, I got it. All right. I got it. We're Good at in Second Timothy. So Second, well, let's just start at the beginning. Um, this is, okay. again, I, I think this is kind of cool because uh, it's a letter written by Paul. So you know, this is Paul writing by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, of course. But he's writing not just to a city of people, which is always wonderful, but this is, to a person. This is to a specific individual by the name of Timothy. And I think that there's just some special meaning there. You really get a glimpse into who Paul is, I think, and not only who Paul is, but also who Timothy is, too, as we read this letter. Uh, These two individuals who have very similar vocations as they proclaim uh, Christ uh, in what they do. So, uh, so, so, yeah. Give us a little background, John. You know, Timothy. So, who is who is Timothy? After anyway. Well, Timothy is kind of the uh, uh, is protege the right word. Uh, sure, he is the uh, assistant, the follower of Paul, uh, and, and in fact, he'll kind of take over Paul's position in, in several areas in several churches. So, uh, yeah. Well, he, what he was is he's a pastor like you and I are. Uh, and he is a pastor who had studied under the apostle, which is a little higher position than pastor, the apostle Paul. 
Yeah, and, and it, that's right. So this is one of the pastoral epistles then. So we commonly yes. think of a First and Second Timothy and also Titus, those pastoral epistles. And it looks to be that Timothy was a pastor who was younger, uh, a younger pastor that had been, like you said, mentored by Paul himself, which is pretty neat. Uh, so Timothy serving as a pastor and, and primarily in, in Ephesus, it seems, as he continues the Lord's work there. So Paul, what, what's unique about Second Timothy, though, is it may very well be when you look well, at because there there must be a First Timothy then. That's right. That yeah, there me? is. There is a First yes, Timothy. Yeah. That's, that's a good book too. It's worth reading. Uh, but the the Second Timothy one, if we're looking at a sort of a timeline of Paul's letters and when he writes, you know, where does Second Timothy fall in that timeline of, of when Paul is writing chronologically? Well, I I, I understand that it was probably from Rome, AD sixty seven or sixty eight, yes. or at least that's what it says here in the Lutheran Study Bible. <laughs> yeah, very good. Well, that's, that's Am a I right reliable? So, yeah. So this is among yeah. his last letters. Maybe you know, some say, oh, it even is his last. So in in many oh, ways, okay. this is. Uh, Paul's sort of last will and testament, you might say. He's oh, writing that's these. Exciting. Yeah, he's writing these parting words now to his dear, dear friend and brother in ministry, Timothy. And as he's writing, yeah, he's in Rome. And this isn't when he was in prison in Rome under house arrest. And he could perhaps come and go a little more. Others could too. No, this time, this is a, this is a different kind of arrest. Now he's arrested. He's in a prison in a dungeon, it even seems. And he's in chains. So, so- and it's uh, anticipating death. It's Matt, exactly right. Yes, very yeah. much so. So uh, Paul, Paul has a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. Uh, after all, the emperor at this time is the Roman uh, emperor oh, Nero. So when you think of Nero, you think of uh, all sorts of terrible things, immorality in his own life, um, jealousy, murder in his own family, uh, but then also, uh, perhaps worst of all, the persecution of Christians and just some of the unspeakable things, boy, that that took place in the persecution of Christians under Nero. Uh, And one of those things, of course, is is the imprisonment of Paul and and, uh, eventually his his martyrdom, his death. Uh, So here we find Paul in prison, in chains, anticipating his death, wanting to write his dear friend Timothy, and these words of 2 Timothy are what he wants to convey to him as uh, all this is taking place. So I, th- I think it's I think it's important for us to set the scene because when we know the context of Second Timothy, I think it just makes our reading of it that much more meaningful and rich for us uh, today as we picture Paul where he's at. But also as we as we read this, you know, just encouraging our listeners to to picture yourself as Paul writing these words, but also picture yourself as Timothy receiving these words. Receiving these words from this this mentor, this uh, fellow uh, worker, labor in Christ's harvest field that, that you love dearly and who has, has mentored you and, and strengthened you in the faith. So uh, so anyway, with that lens through which to look at the book of the second to me, uh, let's get started. Unless there's anything else you want to add, John, anything else about Paul or Timothy well, just, in this context? Just a question. So do you, do you think Timothy understood this, that he understood this might be the last letter he would get from Paul? Well, I think when he reads this, he probably does. Uh, okay. Some of okay. what he says in this letter is, I think Paul's pretty, uh, pretty honest about what's taking place in his mm-hmm. life and then what he would like to see Timothy do in light of all this taking place, this imprisonment oh, wow. and wow, impending death, too. That that's that's kind of cool. So sure. Paul's last words and to Timothy and to us then. Yeah, well. and, I, and I how think, far do you want me to read? Well, let's oh, uh, let's sorry. just yeah yeah again. I think just as Timothy reads this, I think he gets it. I think he understands. Well, this this is okay. probably it. Yeah. 
Uh, so let's uh, yeah, let's just start with verses one and two. This is the, the introduction. It's okay. it's it's on the one hand, it's common to Paul's introductions in his letters, but on the other, it's it's unique. So let's let's read those first two verses. Right. So so the salutation. We'll start with a salutation. Okay. Okay. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. So you said some of this, I, I, I see some of this is pretty typical, uh, yeah, but you the, say that this yeah. isn't. Yeah, yeah well, what, no, what's, so the what's the typical stuff, do you think, John? What do, what, what do you see? Uh, well, since I thought Genesis was one of the letters, <laughs> <laughs> you, you might be a better judge of that. I'm assuming <laughs> the apostle... The Apostle of Jesus Christ is that kind of typical? Yeah, that is term to announce. Where's Lynn? <laughs> no, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we no. need Lynn in here. What are you asking me these questions? Like, what's the date in the background? What do you think I am? I'm retired. <laughs> okay, okay. No, you're doing no, no. You're exactly right. No, the, the Apostle. Yes, that, that's that's okay. that's what Paul says. He lays out who he is, sort of his credentials. Why is he, why is he worth sure. listening to? Right. Um, so he's. <laughs> How many times people yeah. have said that about us? I know. No, I know. <laughs> we have no answer. For that. I know. No. <laughs> Just thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in. That's all yeah. we can say. Um, but Paul, Paul has people, reason for people to listen. Now uh, he says, Paul, he's an apostle. Apostle that the word meaning right sent one right an apostle right. Uh, not, just, not just any, but of Jesus Christ. And I think I really like this next line. And, and by whose will, by whose choosing. The will of God. Yeah, and that's yeah, something. Yeah. So I think that's what's so important to to recognize too. That, um, well, I'm sorry, but I mean, but it's so cool because it obviously wasn't his will. He nope. wanted to persecute Christians. That exactly. was his will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and maybe in some ways his reputation. This guy Saul, this guy Paul, maybe his reputation still precedes him at times as a killer of Christians, a persecutor of the church. And Paul begins in this way as this reminder to his readers, but also maybe even a reminder to himself. <laughs> Paul, an yeah. apostle, by the will of God. Yeah. So, and, and we need to remind ourselves of that, too. And there's none of us here that are pastors, Christians, believers. That didn't come from our will. Our reason or strength wouldn't have come up with that. But it is the will of God, and it's a great thing that that was his will. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's not a self-appointed apostle. No, God has called him into this uh, service. And, yeah, I think for, for us as pastors, too, that's a good reminder sometimes that we're called into this uh, by the will of God. Because guess what, you know? You know how it is, John. You know, after 40 years, there are some days where, yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe it would just be a lot easier if I wasn't this pastor. <laughs> That's just, yeah, this gig yeah. isn't always so fun. Uh, but that reminder, uh, perhaps to ourselves, that, you know, we were in this because of the will of God, right? That, you know, uh, that he's called us and, and his grace equips us uh, for this work, just as he equipped uh, the Apostle Paul, too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and, and that, that next verse, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus. So it is a good thing because that's where we're going to get our life and our forgiveness and the eternity we talked about last week. Yeah. yeah. And for each one of our listeners, too, you know, as, as Christian people, uh, that they have been called to by the will of God, right? Uh, that they, too, have been called by the gospel, called by the Holy Spirit, uh, baptized. And, and again, according to the promise of faith that is in Christ Jesus. Yeah, most definitely. And so that that's that's kind of the common part, right? Oh, go ahead, John. All right. So now you got me excited. So what are the what's the unusual thing? Okay, yeah, guys, yeah. So okay, so so that's that's kind of in in many of his letters. That's how Paul begins. Uh, but then what's yeah. unique though is, as I think in verse two, so where he's writing to Timothy, my beloved child. 
Okay, you know, and and that's as he writes to Timothy specifically. I think what's unique is just I think you know how would you characterize that tone of Paul as he writes to Timothy? Well, it, it's extremely touching, especially yeah. when you know that the word yeah. "child" there is technon, which means "my child." Oh, wow! Yeah, you know, not just children in general. Yes, I, I always use the analogy of, of what technon means is is that there's a school that's a block away from us, and it's filled with children. But none of them are my technons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my grandkids that go there—they're my technon, and so that's the word here, my beloved technon, my my child. And what he says it, yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, my yeah. child. And yeah. that's exactly what makes this opening unique to Timothy, my beloved child. It's <laughs> beautiful, and and again, we keep in mind uh, Timothy is not literally Paul's son, though, right? You know, your no, grandchildren, no. yeah, they're they're your grandchildren, but no, Timothy, blood. that's your uh, blood, right? And, and this is for Paul. This is a, a a son in the faith, which is something just as precious, and in some respects, even more precious, because well, this is it, a it's a blood. It's a blood relation, oh, too. Oh, look at that. It's not my blood. Oh, very it's the good. blood of Jesus. Yeah, because, yeah. Very good. Because of the blood of Christ. Yeah, connected. And this is a relationship uh, that goes on for for eternity, like we talked about last week, to be together in heaven. Uh, yeah. Every confidence that when we get to heaven, Paul and Timothy will be there and uh, we'll be reunited as, as blood-related people through the blood of Christ. Uh, but that's what's unique here. But, I, you know, I, I reflect on, on Paul's... Uh, letter here and the tenderness and love with which he addresses Timothy. And I'm thinking, you know, wouldn't the church be uh, a better place in, in some ways if we talk to each other in the same way? <laughs> you know, oh, yes. just in, in our in our conversation and in our letter writing or emails or just in, in how we just view each other, to view each other and, and to address each other as as beloved ones in Christ, a beloved brothers and sisters and children and fathers and mothers in Christ, uh, to have that same kind of attitude among us, this family of God. Uh, so, yeah, I think we can take a lesson from Paul. Paul, certainly special relationship with Timothy, no doubt about it, but we have a special relationship with each other uh, in the family of God. And to use that same words of tenderness and love uh, that, that Paul himself uses. Matt, I'm just going to throw something out to you sure. here. I so do you think there's a significance in the fact that he calls him my beloved child here? Because I looked back to First Timothy, and in that letter he calls him my true child. You know, I, Is there I, any significance? You know, I think, uh, boy, I think just especially, I, I would again go back to in light of Paul knowing that uh, the end is likely near, his time on earth is near, it's, uh, the end of his time on earth is near, and you know he's in prison. And I, you know, I, I think of someone on their deathbed, or someone who is yep. um, knows that they're dying. Someone who's in the hospital, and suddenly the conversations you have with your family members are, are a lot more tender and loving, and and uh, just compassionate than perhaps what we would say to them in passing, or say to them in in, a, in another kind of letter, or another kind of situation. So I think part of that is. Both are true, right? Both of those addresses are true in First and yes. Second Timothy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think that the the tenderness is just emphasized because of the circumstance in, in which Paul's in. 
Yeah. And, and you know what, Matt? I, I, boy, I think you're absolutely right the more I think about it. And thank you for giving that background because you're right. When we're in those situations, we are so much more tender and concerned. Although, see, you're right, too. That's how we should always be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why does it take a tragedy or an illness or a death to be? Because we should. And then it, this grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father, and Christ Jesus, our Lord, it makes that all the more striking, too, doesn't it, then? Yes. When you uh, know the context. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to, to really, yeah. You know, sometimes we begin our sermons in that way or with similar words. Many pastors do, and and I think that's that's very fitting. That's how Paul begins, and it's kind of reflected in our preaching then. But really, when you take to heart those words that you are are pronouncing, these words of of blessing, grace, mercy, peace from God our Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. And again, these words are coming, these words of grace, mercy, and peace are coming from someone in a dungeon, chained up, awaiting death. How can he be in any position to share peace with anyone? And yet, Paul does, because it's not about those external circumstances he found himself in, but it's about the peace that passes understanding. And I think that's really what true peace is. You know, I think so often we think peace in our lives is, well, it's a life free of trouble. When there's the absence of trouble, the absence of sickness or pain or a responsibility in my life, then I'll finally be at peace. And I think a lot of the times that's, that's what we have in mind. But but that's not the type of peace we see in, in scriptures. You know, you know, Jesus says, no, in this world you have trouble, right? But I've overcome the world. And and peace in the Bible is a peace that's in the midst of trials and tribulations, in the midst of even imprisonment in the face of death. There's a peace that, that transcends all those things, a peace that, that passes our understanding. And that's the peace that, that Paul's sharing here. And I think it's particularly touching that he he directs Timothy and and therefore you and I and all of our listeners uh, directs us back to God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord because he realizes that he's not going to be able to be the minister of that grace mercy and peace much longer he he was he was yes. the apostle like you said he was the one that was sent that's coming to an end but the grace mercy and peace will still be there through the Father and through Christ Jesus our Lord, even as my ministry came to an end. And and we still got a really good guy there working, uh, Lyle Bittner, and I'm sure he's continuing to give people peace and, and grace and mercy, again, uh, only as an instrument, but but coming from God the Father and Christ Jesus yeah. the Lord. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing about this book, too. Paul knows that his time on earth has come to an end, but he, he knows that God's word isn't coming to an end. He's bound, but then later he'll say, but God's word is not bound, right? So oh, it, yeah. it, it goes on. Timothy carries on. The, the word, the gospel of Christ is still proclaimed. Um, God used Paul. Thanks be to God. God's using Timothy. Thanks be to God. You know, it still goes on. And that that's a beautiful thing to remember today, too. I, I think I'm, I may have shared this story before, but they... they did I tell you that I probably told the story on the air, but you know, they there's a picture of me at Ascension, which was very kind, and you know, it's a nice portrait, and and all the past pastors, their pictures are up too. But when they framed my picture, uh, they ordered two frames. They ordered one for my picture, and then one frame for for the next guy. <laughs> there you <laughs> Just go. Just to have on hand, and I think that's that's a nice <laughs> reminder too. It's not about not about Pastor Clark, not about Matt. No, it's about the Word of God, and that it's going to go on uh, because yeah, He promises that it will. And, and I wonder if that wasn't part of the peace 
that God had given Paul, uh, the realization that, yeah, your time is, is coming to an end, and, and your time was all my gift, because really you wouldn't have been my apostle if I hadn't called you. And yet, Paul, this wonderful message you've given will continue on through Timothy, and someday we'll even continue on through such wacky guys as Matt and John. But I think that was <laughs> comforting to know that it isn't dependent upon us, but this love of the Lord will go well beyond uh, our time and our lives. So yeah. I, I, that's such a nice thought, Matt. Yeah, and, and true for pastors, but also true for, for everyone who's listening. As you pass on the faith, yes. share Christ with, with your kids and grandkids and uh, you know teachers if you're listening, your students, and the list goes on and on. Uh, in many ways, that's, that's one of the main jobs we have here on Earth. Pass on the faith to that next generation uh, so that they too might know uh, that peace and the mighty works of God. Hey, John, we are running out of time again. Um, we we got through two whole verses of this letter. But um, let's let's continue doing okay. Timothy. I'm, I'm excited. I'd love about to. That. There's some there's some neat things here uh, that, that Paul says to Timothy, but also certainly apply to uh, each one of us today too. All right. Well, join us well, next this week. Looks like this will be. Oh, go ahead. For. Okay. I was yeah. just going to say this is an exciting way to do <laughs> wrestling, wrestling with, with the basics. The basics. <laughs>